Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Blessed greetings and love, Donovan King J. Welcome to Bob Radio. How you doing? I'm good enough, my brother. Big up yourself, Carlos, and all the listeners. Listeners, you know, my dad. Yeah, man, yeah, man. So if you guys don't know who Donovan King J is, Donovan King J is um, uh, Jamaican heritage, living in, in England, and um, mm-hmm. been involved in sound system for a very long time, and uh, maybe you've been seeing he's been releasing a string of, of uh, vinyls and singles recently, and um, I really yeah. like the vibe. And um, So who is Donovan That's King J? How, how did you get involved in music? And tell, tell us about Donovan King J so our listeners can get familiar. <laughs> All right. Well, that that story is a little long, is a little old and long one. But <laughs> and started off as um basically growing in sound system with school friends and so forth, and progressed to take up the the, the fire phone as we would call it microphone, uh-huh. and you know doing a little thing in the dance, and then growing confidence, and from there um. Fortunately, the family that I was linked with, musical family as well as, you know, like um, we call Virgin and family, uh, so we did close. Okay. And started off as Sing Jay, um, first recording was 1990, and um, been voicing, writing songs as an, and performing on sound systems, um, on live stage shows, Maroose Lions Band, um, for the past consistently since around 2005 now when I resurrected that initial career and this time it's Donovan King J as opposed to Sing J. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So, mm. so you've been doing music for 30 years. Yes, sir. Yeah, and then you were known as, as Donovan Sing J and then in 2005 you come forward again as yeah. Donovan King J and you haven't Absolutely. let go of the thing since, right? <laughs> Straightforward. It was strong since um, I get the strength there from Fred Lanson said that, you know, he said no more Sing J at that time because you're a straight singer. Mm-hmm. So, King J, you get the crowning. So, big up Miss Elliot and Frankie Wanda. So, from them times, 2005, I focused more because um, I had a, I had a um, brief career as Sing J prior. I had about five singles released okay. and was in, you know, worked with Fatis and had an um, album in the can. And when certain things didn't manifest, I kind of took a semi retirement at that time and yeah we followed again in 2005 as King Jay and still here active right up to, to, to the day no 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 you're doing you're doing amazing work King Jay um, uh, well uh, we played uh, well 
tomorrow on the radio show we're playing the, the song Reggae Rose, Keep It Bouncing, and uh, you have a lot of great songs, Make It Burn, and uh, you have really a whole bunch of super conscious stuff. And it's, yes, um, you know, I really, I really, I really enjoy your music, and um, you have like all kinds of singles and records up on Waggy Tees and Dub Vendor. Yeah, yeah, amazing yeah. months of singles and even just brand new stuff that's out on vinyl. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this year I've been very fruitful, you know. Um, not to say that the previous years have been, but it's all building up, you know. Everything yeah, it's been building up and help help to look with the lockdown situation as well. Um, I've had quite a few um, downloads and um, seven inches vinyls that have been released and doing okay. Even up to this week, I've had. Um, um, another song released, Africa Forever. So, yeah, it's it's it's, it's good. I give thanks. Um, Tell us about Africa Forever. That's a brand new seven inch. I, I, I just saw the, I saw that come across. Yeah, um, that seven inch there, Africa Forever, is with a producer called Jamel Kaidob. You know, okay. Um, a family member down in Bristol, a young, relatively young youth as well. He's what we consider the next generation youths. Them, you know, as producers and builders. Okay. And um, this actually my third track with um, Masai Warrior. He's part of my Masai Warrior Sound family, so big up Parliaton as well. And um, yeah, I've had a couple of releases with them previously, and this is the latest works that I've voiced for him uh, around November. It's just now manifesting on a seven-inch final, and yeah, it's doing already, and it's doing well already. It's only just been out a week and so, you know. Give thanks. Yeah, I know. You're, get, you're getting a lot of traction right now, and um, it's really cool. It's really cool, and I mean, uh, I even this morning I heard King Shiloh, um, two selectors from King Shiloh play play your music, and uh, that's, that's massive, man. That's massive. That's beautiful. That's beautiful because you know they're my family. One of the biggest sound systems there is. Full stop. You know, King oh, Shiloh, yeah. Amsterdam, Netherlands, Holland. You know, and I've had a release with them already on a twelve-inch double A side a couple of years ago, and I usually. Regularly, when I go up there, I perform with them as well. Good family. So big up brother Neil, Red Lion, Matty, and Captain. You know. Yeah. Okay. okay. Now, um, let me ask you a question. Now, you said you said a, a double A. So for for some, yeah. some for someone who doesn't know what double A means, what's what's a double A record mean? What's that mean? Okay. What it means in the case of especially in this scenario, it's a twelve-inch vinyl with um one vocal and a dub song of mine which is um um and then you've got the what we've called the b-side mm-hmm. it's also got a vocal and a dub of two separate songs so i've got an a-side and a double a of both a vocal and a dub of the king jay okay that's what, that's what double a means so for you for you that's guys that collect records when you hear these guys <laughs> talking about how they re- eps lps 12 yeah. inch singles 10 inch yeah. <laughs> there's a whole bunch it's of things that are go, that goes involved it's nice it's nice different formats um but they're all what tend to be played on sound systems which is the final and the top places you know yeah 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 i love it 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 so much now um yeah. king jay now you you're familiar with the part of the island i'm familiar with you came from the part of the island i'm familiar with you your family's from lucy yes from west my brother yeah hanover you know yeah and um i was up in a little place called st simon in, in lucy yeah what's in the, the name of it again what's the name of it Ben Simon. Ben you Simon. leave out of Luton and then you go up Bark Hill. And when you go up Bark Hill, 
you go first hill, Bachelors Hall, and then St. Simon, four miles up another hill, up another bush, you know? St. Simon, way up there, all right. Very yeah, cool. Well, and then, so <laughs> you, you grew up, you grew, those were your vibes, and when did you first, when did you, your family move to England? Well, my, well, the thing was, my, my story is a little strange, as in, I was actually born here first, so my first five years, I was here in England, London. Okay. And then... My mother ascended, so when my mother was, her body was returned to Kingston. Okay. My father, from Lucy's side, already had a son and a daughter there. Okay. So we went and stayed with them for a little while, me and my little brother. So that's how we ended up in beautiful ah, Lucy. I see it, I see, I see, I see, I see. <laughs> Very cool. I was just reading, uh, yeah. well, I wasn't reading, but I was just watching a documentary about Lee Scratch Perry. He's from Lucy. Yes, man. We have, we have, um, some great people from there. Our first hero when I was growing was Merle Nutty. And Merle Nutty was from our our area. And she was our hero. And, you know, remember Sir Peter Tosh is from West Milan and we decided West Milan as well. So, West, as we always say, is best, you know? More than <laughs> For, sure. You know, For sure. For uh, sure. For other natural reasons, you know? Yeah, man. So, yes, I mean, man. we talked about um, Scratch Perry and I've been doing this... Um, yes. Uh, documentary, well, these interviews about dub music, and mm-hmm. your part, your part number twelve, your part twelve, because I I got to meet you, I got to know you through dub plates, and yes, um, so to, to let our, our listeners know, I was you know at here during the lockdown and checking out some videos, and this man here was playing some King Tubby dub plates that I've never seen anyone in the world ever play or ever yeah. talk about. And so yeah. I had to reach out to him and and talk to him and now then now we're we're playing your music on the on the radio and it's it's a yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's and a, we love buddies from long time it's yeah 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 no you know a lot of my friends from England yeah, Matt Professor me. and Tippa Irie and yeah. Ting and Ting and absolutely the family you know the family members we have lots of mutual family members musically definitely yeah so man yeah it's man great. It's great. It's great. It's great. so yeah. the question I've been asking is what does dub dub mean to you what does dub music mean to you okay personally dub music um, has evolved from where I used to love and know from the great King Toby's scientists and you know these guys um, it's now evolved into more a worldwide, especially sound system culture-wise. It's 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 evolved now mm-hmm. into different kind of um, different kind of moods of the same thing. But essentially, dub for me is just the, is the rug bass, that lovely tops, the echo, the mix, mm-hmm. you know. And it's forwarding from those days, you know. As I say, from the great King Tubbs, from Perry, from you know, going through all the great Joe Gibbs Channel One, and it's that 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 version, you mm-hmm. know, that that dub, that that that, that you know, because dub was obviously meaning to take out the vo- the vocal, as in the straight vocal, and mm-hmm. you know, instrumental. But it's yes. more. But dub is more than just an instrumental. It's more than instrumental because an instrumental, you just get the instruments just playing straight through mm-hmm. with dub. You will bring in the vocal, take it out. You will bring in the, the, the lead guitar, echo it up and take it out. Mm-hmm. Take it, you know, start with the drum roller, echo up the, 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 the cymbals and the drums. And it's a whole art within itself, which was perfected and innovated by the great King Tobias and 
followed by the great scientists and you and, don't know. And there's another name that comes into that, that equation, you Brown. Yeah, man, my DJ brother, man. Oh, you're yeah, man. <laughs> you fat brown, man. I'm a good brother. It was his earth strong body. So pick up you, brown, anyway you're there, man. You know, say you're there, Jamaica still, so... There's an interview. There's an interview with you, Brown, that says that he showed King Tubby how to do dub. Well, I would say that he was definitely there at the innovative times. I mean, he was there when it was like Philip Smart and Pat Kelly and those men's mm -hmm. engineers who were in the eighties. And I would, I wouldn't dispute anything with, with, um, with you, Brown, saying a man because he was there. Right. You understand? He was there before scientists. Mm -hmm. And he was there when he, he DJ and Kick Tubbies. He know Mr. Ruddock. And he was in the era. He attend, He got to the studio regularly. He know all the producers and artists. Mm -hmm. So anything with him saying, no, man, I think I would more tend to believe and follow mm -hmm. anything when he said. Yeah, himself. yeah. Yeah, he was there. Very cool. It's nice to get. Uh, nice to get yeah. that information from you. Yeah. Now, you, you, you actually, you met King Tubby. You and your sister went to meet yeah. King Tubby. Yeah. Correct. That was correct. In 1983, yeah, I met King Mr. Ruddock, and I was um, fortunate to meet that great man, you know. The reason I called him a great man was because he was um, a very, apart from the, the innovating the electronics and into the music in what he was doing and having that great sound, he lifted up the whole um, community, that Waterhouse community, as in he was a man to go to if you need your visa for go firing, mm -hmm. he fed people. He helped so many great producers produce so much great music, even if they never quite have the money. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He, he, he then evolved it again when scientists moved on, when he brought in Pigo and Fatman and these youths, and he brought in a new generation of singers at the time, which was Anthony Red Rose and King Kong, and the, you know, and yeah. Lily Melody and um, Mr. Palmer, the. Um, you see, he was he was just that man, and meeting him mm -hmm. was a joy. Um, we, I didn't know obviously at the time that six years later that he wouldn't be around because we was just an admirer and a fan right. of rhythms and the works that he was doing. You know, so to meet him was because of obviously the the, the sound system we were getting dub plates, and I made a you know I wrote you and your brother him. right? Yeah, me and my little brother we wrote to him, and then we. We went there when we was in Jamaica the many times when we visit our sister, you know, uh -huh. our, our brother. And we took a trip over there and meet him. And yeah, what a day. Scientist was there. Jamis was there. Wow. Um, yeah, Pico, who was doing the dub cutting at the time. Um, and, I met, there was another you. And, and then you said Fat Man, right? And Fat Man is... Fat Man and Pico, as in, they were two engineers that followed when Scientist left and went to Channel One. Uh-huh. Pigo, and they would be what we in a loose term they were like apprentices okay scientists scientists to teach everybody professor who followed him you know Pigo fat man mark who was there you know and okay that was that was that was the that was the deal at the time so yeah Pigo and fat man did some when the label became firehouse label as opposed to just king Toddis. Um, that was the time when a lot of those songs at that time, um, those engineers became prominent. Yeah. So, uh, so I have to back up a little bit. So, 
the firehouse crew or the firehouse crew, firehouse no, no, no. crew or firehouse no, label? label? Just the label. No, firehouse crew is Danny and the uh, right the and the uncle and yeah. stuff. Yeah, right. right. And firehouse is what the name didn't it, they did because it was the area is called Waterhouse. Right. As of to how it's there and to how certain things run them. So no man, I know Waterhouse again, a firehouse. Right. Right. You right. see. That's yeah, yeah, Wailing Souls so Firehouse Rock. Yeah. Uh, so when you start seeing any um, firehouse, King Tubby's with the firehouse label, like I've got some duplets, mm -hmm. when the labels change from King Tubby's the Dubmaster to Waterhouse and Firehouse, King okay. Tubby's. Those are when the new production plans, as I said, were being done by the likes of Pigo, by the likes of um, Fatman and Puggy, Puggy them, car, they were doing their thing at King Tubby's at the time. And those artists who came through, like King Kong and so forth, Anthony Red Rose, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. people, people, you hear this? You're hearing it from someone who was actually there. Not yes, somebody that knew somebody that told them something about King Tubby. You know, the, the man right here, King Jay's been mm -hmm. doing reggae music for his whole life. Got to yes, meet sir. King Tubby. Got real authentic dub plates mailed to England from Jamaica. Yeah. Ten-inch versions with nobody calling nobody's name, just straight dub plate business from unreleased stuff. Yes, I'm just straight unreleased stuff because plenty of them never got released, as you know, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah man. Africa, Sammy Dread. Enough of these. Have these tunes were, were dub plates, and that's what dub plate meant at that time as well. Exclusive. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally yeah. awesome. Totally, mm -hmm. totally awesome. I love it, I love it, I love it. So, um, and we're going to have to do a part two, but, um, um, so let, let's, 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 first, before we get any further into, deeper into the dub stuff, you know, in case people are really tuned in, how can they find, uh, Donovan King J on, uh, on, on the social media? Just look up Donovan King J and then everything Absolutely. comes up. Yep, nice and easy. D O N. O-V-A-N, King J, which is just King J-A-Y. Mm -hmm. And you will find my website, which is DonovanKingJ.com. Um, and I'm on all the social medias, Twitter, um, Instagram, and Facebook. as just straight Donovan King J. You can find me very easily. I'll just Google same way. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wicked, wicked, wicked. Now, what was the name of the sound system that you were playing, you and your brother were playing the dub plates on? Okay. Our, our sound was called Lord Creation. Lord Creation. That's correct. Lord Creation. Sound Lord Creation sound system, and and where and so that system was 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 rooted in 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 Jamaica or in London. Most definitely in East London. East London. We were East London. Yeah, we were East London sound, but just like how all this, all of the sounds, all the big sounds at the time, which is the Coxons and your Fatmans and Moambasa and so forth. King Tubbies. We have a King Tubby song here, as you know, which is Cecil as well. So. Jot Tubbies, Jot Tubbies, they call it. No, we got both. We got Keith, Tub we got Keith who is Jot Tubbies, and okay. we've also got Cecil from over Brixton, who is King Tubby song, who plays even now. He's on Facebook today. <laughs> what, what? Okay, so so hold on a second, because we, we, had, we had this conversation before, but mm. you never told, we, we talked about Jot Tubbies before, but we didn't yeah. talk, we talked about King Tubbies family sound. Well, I personally don't know the link between Cecil and Mr. Ruddock himself. I okay. Because okay. okay. obviously, you know, in England, even like Coxon, Coxon's sound over here is not necessarily Clement Dodd's Studio One. Right. They, yeah. they kind of took the name, 
Yeah. But I know that um, Lycoxon and Blacker, they knew, and knew Clement that personally, but they, they are not Coxon of Coxon. Right. Same like the King Tub is here. But okay. the King Tub is here, he definitely has a relation. Cecil has some sort of relationship with Mr. Ruddock. That I know for sure. Okay. It was just one of And Jatob is is Keith, um, the monster son as well, who's I'm a virgin from Hackney, East London. Yeah, they're, 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 they're They were the first white, white man, white man sound to play against all the top big sounds. <laughs> he was the first. Jatob is <laughs> Yeah, remember. And that is, you know, that's quite a feat in itself, as you know. Oh, for and sure. Here, yeah, but he got so much respect from it. Because he, you know, he then moved on and did build amplifiers as well as building the sound. He had his own label. He did the whole thing in the industry. So Keating's got enough, um, you know, kudos. Yeah, from, from yeah. Uh, to be, you know, a, a white guy doing sound system, you know, with with black yeah. music is, is, you know, that's not well, probably not a good guy. Probably didn't get too much, you know. <laughs> probably got some fight time. too, right? Yeah, it wasn't an easy thing, and because he's a lovely and humble guy, and he surrounded himself with, with decent people as well. Mm -hmm. But as I say, in, when I first knew Keaton, we're talking late seventies, seventy eight, when I first heard Keaton. Um, Jatobis, and yeah, so known him from those times, and he was powerful then. Uh -huh. Still powerful now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he plays that big arena over at the Rolo Tom every year, and. Is, yeah, and, and you know, he played the whole country here in the UK. He plays all over the UK. He's played it all over the world, basically. Yeah, for sure. I could imagine. He's, yeah, he's got a big, yeah, big thing. So yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm loving sound system culture. What's going on in Europe? And, and I and I kind of see, I hope to see that sound system culture go back to Jamaica and also come here to the United States. But I think would. Oh yeah. I'm, it's still it's still there in Jamaica, as you know, because you still got your, your big sounds like King Jammies. You still got Bass Odyssey, you have Ricky Trooper, you have yeah. But they don't they don't play like they did one time. No, no, especially right now. But yeah, I, I, I will understand what you're saying. Right now, it's more about juggling and sound killing. Yeah, yeah, I will understand that. You have that definitely that element, but you have but but because. Stone Love and Bass Odyssey and songs like these have been around a long time. Mm -hmm. They can play when they need to or if the occasion presents itself. They can play yeah. Robert Up style, 80s and yeah. come up 90s if they want. And you understand, they don't have For to sure. necessarily... Yeah, so they have it, those songs. But I know what you're saying because you have newer DJs now. Not so much sound system, they're more like DJs. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. Plug-in, plug-in DJs, not box, yeah. box and amp DJ. None of that, yeah. <laughs> you know, them, them, them sound they were coming from those times, they still do it today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't say nothing. Yeah. I plug in a lot, so I can't say too much. So yeah, but it's still there. It's still there. When I do it, they still do it like first time. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? But I will understand what you're saying. The vibes changed, isn't it? The vibes yeah. have changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got Gabri Selassie doing it over there. Oh, Rocker Sound System. He's doing mm -hmm. it nice over there. Rocker style. Like, more more so, more, more so like UK style of uh, just vibration and spiritual vibes. Uh, absolutely, but we have that here with the UK sounds. We got Abashanti, we got Channel One, mm -hmm. we got Mark Irish and, and Alpha. You know, King Alpha, World 
rubber tribulation with word song power. So the the, the, the sound system um, culture side of the um, side of things is still very much here and alive in England, and oh, that's what huge. they can secure up and was still great, you know. You I love still it. Have the I love yeah, it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I always peaceful vibes. People are just there to full joy themselves. There's no egos so much in yeah. everything. You know? yeah, just come as you are. Just come as you are. Yeah. No, look on where you are. We are. Right. Everybody's coming to share that energy and that experience. And that's yeah. what's what great about the sound system, root side of things, especially. Yeah, yeah. That's, what yeah. I, that's, what yeah. I, that's what I really like about it. That it's not yeah, like, it hey, you know, yeah. I'm not. I'm hanging out with the coolest stars backstage, or I got this whoever with suits. The sound system's not nothing about that. <laughs> no, it's more Rasta orientated. That's why yeah. it's more Rasta orientated, which is about the message, upliftment, consciousness, unity, and strength. Yeah. And those are important elements more than material and how much, you know, how much swag you got. No. That yeah. No matter to. In another, in another UK root side of things, definitely not. Because we still have the other side, right? We still have the dancers on them and we have yeah. the cars on them. That element is there because this is it named London. But yeah, the root, no, for the sure, for sure. Yeah, the root element is definitely strong here. Definitely. Yeah, it's mm. definitely keeping roots music alive. I was talking to some some other people, and that Europe has definitely kept the roots alive. And it's it's, it's great. It's great. And yeah. you know, I've been watching. I've been watching a lot of um, documentaries. I probably talk, my my fans have heard me say this, but um, the music was going straight yeah. from Jamaica to England. It wasn't even Jamaica wasn't yes. even getting in their own songs. <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. Traditionally, that's right. That's right. Yeah, the great man like Bonnie Lee, who more or less live here. You understand? Uh -huh. So Bonnie was always going and forwarding and. Enough of the musicians and artists and follow same way like Sugar and all these people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it, it UK became the natural place because it's only America, Canada, and England. Most Jamaicans then forward to right. You know what I mean? When we forward, we bring our culture. And most in the initial stages from the sixties, seventies, most most Jamaicans come to UK mm -hmm. more than America. You understand? Mm -hmm. So that element was always going to be firm and. We, as you know, boss, enough of the Jamaica artists, enough of the Jamaica artists, enough of the no set them up number one and such a big following and fan base and stuff. Right, right. Them. Yeah, yeah like uh, Jermaine, Donovan Jermaine's first hit was in England, you know? Imagine. Yeah. Not enough of them. But my girl, Lollipop from the 60s, Millie Small. And yeah. We've had them all. We've had them all here. All the greats have had big tunes on the charts in UK. Gregory, Dennis Brown. Yeah. Obviously, Bob Allen, name them, you know. Mm -hmm. um, Julia Mervyn, we could go on, you know. Ken Booth, John yeah. Holt, all yeah, it's, it's, it's a rich, rich yeah, Reggae's got a really rich history. And, and the thing about it is, Donovan, you've been there the entire time, brother. Yeah. You've been there, you've lived a lot of it, you know, culturally as a youth and then as an artist yeah. and a sound system lover and uh, sound yeah. system addict, right? Because you were. You went Absolutely. to all the big dances growing up. Yeah, of course. I I went to all of the clubs, just like I went to all the record stores. All of the clubs, um, and the north, south, east, and west. That's just <laughs> how it was. It was just, you know, the thing that you did, and that's what we loved. So you told me you told me that there were like 30 record shops, reggae record shops. In, in well, at least, at least 
at least 30, my brother. It was probably nearer to 50 and more. above, you know. Wow, yeah, maybe. I, I knew, I knew it, was a, it was in the, in the high tens, but it's yeah, amazing brother. stuff. Yeah, my brother, because that's just how it was, you know. Record shops were just as popular as clubs, and it all went hand in hand. And, you know, in, in the UK, we had um, magazines, newspapers. We regular appeared on mainstream TV as well, you know. We had that outlet here in the UK at one stage. It disappeared. And, and, then, and, then, and then so everybody everybody was buying records and everybody wanted to make their own sound mm. system or be involved in somebody's yeah. sound system crew. Yes, my brother. Even if it's just one person on his own, if you had two, you had a crew. And every two man had a sound. It was that prolific. There was so many sound systems. And at the time as well, you had youth sound systems. Youth sound system, like myself, Loud Creation, our song. We couldn't go necessarily go and play with Shakara, Katsuna, Fatman. Right. You had to build up your reputation and your standing before you go and play with a big man's song. Right, like, right. I was um I was checking out another interview Gaffa Blue right yeah man. and yeah, he man. said he said that he won was in some sound competition and it was a youth yeah. youth sound competition yes sir and that's the circuit that you were in kind of we was in the youth man sound in that circle because we couldn't because of our age and our standing you couldn't you were not considered to be a big man sound. It's yeah. just how it was. Right, right. So you're days. talking about you're talking about V Rocket and Saxon big, and Coxon and Earthquake and Shaka, Jungle Man and Sofra and Nasty Rockers and Jamdol Rockers and Moambasa and Suggestus. I could go on Frontline, Nasty Frontline. Wow. Yeah. I just love I, I love how how many sounds and how many big big sounds there were. Yeah, bridging, big sounds, and everybody played regularly every week from Thursday to Sunday. So you'd have Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, and there's al there's always one of the big sounds, if not all of them, are playing somewhere in London, North, South, East, or West. So we used to just choose the biggest ones if it was a cup, cup competition. Are uh, your favorite song, and my favorite songs then was Shaka, Coxon, and Fatman. So anywhere then play it. If it was in London, me find it. Okay, yeah. okay. So, yeah, is, is, so is 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 the same Fat Man from Tubby's studio the same Fat Man you're talking about? No, that Fat Man is a Jamaican Fat Man. Okay, as in, and our Fat Man sound, he actually came out of what a sound called Consciously and Consciously Record Label. They were they founded from them. That is where we call it a Fat Man. That's okay. the Fat Man. Fatman was an engineer. There's also Fatman the beat, the engineer that I was talking about. Right. Worked at King but when you look on the um, versions of some of those Firehouse label King Tubby's tunes, you will see Fatman and Beagle. Okay. Yeah, and they were the engineers. But in England, you had a had still have uh -huh. a big song in Fatman song who was like anything that didn't name Channel One are jammies from the eighties mm -hmm. coming up. They had all of the dog plates. Okay. They had them all before they come out. So no matter whether you're near Mighty Diamonds, <laughs> whether you're near yeah. Okay, that's cool, cool. Well, that's, that's, that's good to know because I was, I was, I was, cur I was curious. If it was the same Fat Man, but he was going hard in England. The, the English Fat Man was going hard with his song. Uh, yeah, man, definitely one of the biggest songs. And used to have club residents 
You know what I mean? Where if you go to club, say like Club Norwich on a Friday night, mm -hmm. that's Fat Man's residence. So you go to Fat Man if you want to hear Joe Gibbs kind of tunes. If you want to hear Channel One, mm -hmm. if you want to hear more King and stuff, you need to go more to Coxon. Okay. If you want to, yeah. So it go because everybody kind of specialized. You know, them sound. Kind of, yeah, that's how it used to go. And then you'd have Shaka who kind of specialized in all of them. But he would predominantly play Rasta artists. So if you, we were hearing about guys like you, Mandel. We were hearing about guys like Mikey Prophet, Earl Zero, Prince Allah, okay. Philip Frick. Like when they were like young, you know what I mean? Because yeah. they were Rasta or so you go to Shaka dance car, you know. So Shaka is going to be a Rasta dance. Right. Coxon might not necessarily be Rasta. Rasta might be there. You know, I say no. Mm -hmm. But their element was more yardy. Okay. Okay, yeah, so you get so so uh, let me ask you. So, so I, I love I love all that stuff, which which brings me up to another point. We were, we were having another conversation a while back, or um, yes. or we were talking about something where two sounds would play, and then one one sound would be playing steppers, would be like a stepper sound, and then yes, when, yes, the, when yes. the next sound would play, like their lovers or rock steady or whatever vibe, all the stepper yes. men would walk out of the dance or something. Believe me, brother. <laughs> believe that. Believe that. It was like island water. A man never really want to hear what they would have called soft tune. A man never really want to hear soft tune. On a I big sound. <laughs> yeah. Unless, unless you name Gregor Isaac, Freddie. Oh, Freddy right. right. If those times, if they sang a love song and John Holt and those, so long as the rhythm tough, as we know most of them were, right. then it's acceptable. But you can't be playing, at the time we had a thing in England called Lover's Rock. Right. Which was a, a UK... Um, emergence of reggae or their ver our experience and version of it. Right, yeah? right, right, yeah. And it was considered like, you know, you, you're there and you're looking for partners and you rub up with one another. And yeah, all dancing and thing. Yeah, up yeah. close, cl close dancing. Uh, uh, that type of thing. But those who just wanted message music are that rough bass line and, you know, that militant, yeah. militant side of the thing. You have to go to those other songs. You know, your coxswains and your shaka and your fat man. Although, as I say, I'm not lying. When they played at a certain wedding or a party, coxswain, if you were lucky to have them play there, they can play those oldies and, yeah, you know. Yeah, of course, of course, them, of course. So, so. But for them, Fort, them Forte was yeah. spiritual, you know, militant, roots, Rasta militant. music. Ah, yeah. message music. Yeah, Born popular revolution yeah. music. Yeah. yeah, the stuff that's hot right now—that's that—that's what's burning up every every turntable has is, is playing the, that seventies burn yes. Babylon stuff right now. Come on, Virgin, and that's because it's it's true as it was then. It's true now. Look at the situations we're in. So we don't get into political. You see me? I said. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Element is always remained and still there. That's what I do when I write my songs and my, when I sing my songs. I sing about what is going on, elements, social social events, and what is actually going on and how people feel and reflect that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. So, yeah, I maintain that. So, that you're just talking about yeah. Josh Shaka and, and the message and the music. And I was watching the Josh Shaka interview. Like I told you, I was watching a bunch of interviews and stuff. Yeah, and Josh Shaka went, mighty Josh Shaka went to say on that, Rastaf that reggae music is about Rastafari, Ja, goodwill. Righteousness, yeah. trustworthiness, dignity, integrity, yeah. and these are the principles of reggae music. Rastafari. 
you know. I said he said it in a nutshell. That is exactly the, the essence that we maintain. That's why it's managed to survive for so long. Reggae music. You said that even because it doesn't. Even though you have little branches that you know you can call it dance hall or you can call it reggaeton or trap dance hall and, and afrobeat yeah, and grunge and, and jungle and whatever. 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 Reggae music has always been transformed into either pop music, it's gone into hip-hop, it's gone into all different genres. Mm -hmm. I don't mind because the root of it, the reggae music, has remained and it shall remain and will always be firm. That's it. And I will maintain it. I'm one of the, um, per, 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 one of the, the artists. Purveyor. Which, purveyor. Purveyor is that the word. I was searching for it. <laughs> yeah. Purveyor. <laughs> I will maintain and always... You know, keep that same element in the music and in the message. So long as the situation, you know, I, I cannot be in a worse situation and sing about love. Yeah, you yeah. You can sing about the last situation, but I will sing, always sing about the situation as it exists and as I and I see it, which okay. is truth and right, dignity and all those things that my brother Nev said there, yeah, Shaka, mm -hmm. big up yourself. I'm a general that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. This, 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 the, the Messiah warrior... This guy that you said you just did this song with, he's like the the next generation, like young warrior, Josh yes, son, right. and 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 yes. Joe and Joe Ariwa. Yes, Joe Ariwa, and you got Ben Sealer, which is a shanty. Um, George, Joe Abashanti's son. Oh, Joe Abashanti, Joe Sealer is his name. Ben Sealer, his name is Benjamin. It's short for Benjamin. Oh, Ben Sealer, Ben Sealer. I got. I ben Sealer, and his dad is Abashanti, Joe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, it is huge because he's a musician as well, like you know, um, Ben, as well as a producer, and he plays sound just like his father. But more time you will see him by his father's side when the sound system. Yeah, I seen I seen some videos of his of his son chilling, hanging out with him. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, some as a, as a youth, as a youth, and some of those old dances yeah. and stuff. So let's 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 talk about some of these old dances and and some of the stuff. I, yeah. I was listening to um, Parliament uh, and Rankin and, and Valerie talk about V Rocket Sound with Chin, yes. right? Yeah, with Chin, and he does some great sound chat interviews. If you guys want to know more about this stuff, you can check out Chin. But um, yeah, he was saying that like Irish he's just, and Chin, Irish and Chin, yeah. It was a wicked interview. And they actually went down into the basement of uh, V Rocket, and they pulled out one of those old chassis with the two valve amps on it and wow. stuff on it, and uh, the amps and the uh, all the capacitors and all that stuff. Yeah, valve amplifiers. That was going on. Yeah, and they were saying that that or they were saying that sometimes the, the amplifiers would chip out in the dance. Yes, of course. Right, of course and so, so tell tell me about uh, like an instance where two sounds were going hard, and then yeah. uh, and then one one sound had to give up because their sound died, or yeah, or I've seen that. I've seen that scenario. I've seen it in a pop competition where big sound. I won't call his name because I don't think he will let the record it too much. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's it in the dances in those days because, as I said, um. Either it could have happened by sabotage. I've seen a man stick a drawing pin into a man's speaker wire mm -hmm. and it shorted everything. I've seen that happen. Oh, wow. And when it can, it can result in, you know, 
an unpleasant situation. You understand me? Because right. you not only damage somebody's equipment potentially, potentially, but you also damage somebody's pride. Yeah, and reputation. <laughs> and after that, mm. you understand? So I've seen it end up not pretty because of those things. So it's not a wise move, but it's happened. Mm. If a man wants to win, you know, the prize, some people will go to any lengths, if mm. you understand. So, 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 um, these two amplifiers are the amazing stuff. She had, she said she had three of them, and we were just looking at one, and they turned it upside down, and I saw all the wires and stuff, and yeah. I was, it was, I was pretty amazing uh, thing to see. Piece, really nice yeah. piece of history. Um, they got Valerie. They got V rocket. That's the V is for Valerie rocket. No. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so the reason that we they we got away, or sound systems moved away from the tube amps, is to have a, a sound where it wouldn't 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 die in the middle of a dance. That's right. I mean, when you say in the middle of a dance, yeah? Right. Yeah. Um, well, like I said, you see those those scenarios? And remember, do you know valve amplifiers? Do you remember valve amplifiers? KT-66 and KT-88? I've, I've, I've only heard of them. I don't, I've never touched one. Or they, look like, they, look like, they look like the old milk bottle, about half size of a milk bottle. Okay. Yeah? And all of the big sounds that used to have them. Now, if you had the money and the resources, if your first amplifier get too hot and something happened, you'd always just swap it out, yeah? Okay. But, they were, but at that time, that was the technology. But the, the sound that it gave was an analog sound, which is what we call round and smooth. Right. Oh, I understand. Yeah. yeah. So that's what everybody was after. But like I said, it's all about expense, isn't it? You couldn't really... And it depends upon how resourceful you are. Yeah, and then, I mean, I think, to me, like, I was having this conversation with this selector out in New York City about mm -hmm. um, why sound systems aren't strung up in every corner in Jamaica like they were at one time. It's because of the expense. Yes. And and, it, and the effort it takes to bring out the speaker boxes and to load in amps and string everything up and keep an eye on it and make sure no one messes with, like you were just saying, you know, and mm -hmm. no one, you know. So messes with the things. That's right. That's because right. a man might want to sabotage you. But as you say, amplifiers are more expensive now because of the technology. Because you, you're using a lot more power now. Okay. You know, so you, you're using tens of thousands of, of watts now on amplifiers, whereas before when we were playing sound system, and, and this is the thing for me, I, I don't quite understand. But I remember how the big sound sounded, and they sounded big. Mm -hmm. So how? That with five thousand watts or a ten thousand watt amplifier. Now, man is rolling up with Larry full of amplifier and it's excess amount of thousands of watts. Yeah, what? you know what I mean. And that's a lot more expensive. So how, how how big did you say the sound system you and your brother were, were pushing? Right, our our sound system at the time we had um, five thousand watts and we had 16, 18 inch bass pins. Wow. Yeah. So that's plenty, that's plenty, that's plenty. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We played at the carnival in the Bridgman. And you have, and you have to be up, you have to sound big, even if you're not big. The Nottingham, big. Nottingham Hill. Nottingham Hill, Nottingham Hill. Yeah, Nottingham Hill, yeah. Nottingham Hill, yeah. I remember, you see, because you, you, um, Nottingham is where Valerie comes from. That's where V Rocket comes from. They're not a London song. They're from a place called Nottingham in the Midlands. Okay. But big song, big, big song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, Mash up sound and go back and go back and that to them, no problem. Big sound, yeah.
Yeah, yes. They, they're saying that they're on their fifth generation. Rewrite the fourth generation. Yeah, not, not, no doubt. That's what I'm saying. They've been playing sound system from the 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's crazy. So that's almost, that's almost, you know, that's, that's if you're playing from 1972 to now, that's 50 years, isn't it? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, so yeah. Yeah, they're older brothers, and and their dad passed the sound yeah. down to each other yeah. and stuff. Exactly. Really cool stuff. Really cool stuff. Beautiful, man. We've got to keep it alive. You know? So, mm -hmm. so you you played you played that carnival their home in their, near their turf and 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 had you know had a great yeah. time with setting up the sound and playing out and everything. Yeah. Beautiful. Yes, I great experience. We played from 1978 to 1987. Every year at, at Notting Hill Carnival. Wow. Yeah, for the whole three days. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then the bank holiday Monday. And then we go back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, King J. Well, I'm, I'm so happy to find out about your, your career and, and your yes, adventures sir. in sound system and stuff. And we'll, yeah. we'll, have, we'll do a part two. But I think we covered a lot. We covered King Tubby's and, and, uh, yes. and uh, a bunch. We talked about a bunch of the UK systems and stuff. Yeah, 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 definitely the sound system, the top plates. The only thing we're going to do, hopefully in the part two, is to tell you more what King J has been up to as an artist in, say, the past recent five years. Okay, all right, we can do that. <laughs> well, 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 we're, well, we're still on the sound system thing. So mm. how, how, how big were the rivalries between the sound systems in England? Intense. Intense. It was almost like a football you know what I'm saying? Really? Of course. You've got your own, your own stone system. It's like your team. Right. And you've got your fan base. So when you play against another, like a, a, your rival team, you know what it's, you know it's going to be about. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know we might be the, they might be the best of friends at the beginning, mm -hmm. or some of them weren't. Yeah. You know? The whole object of it is to be, you are the best sound. Right. You play the sound, you're the heaviest sound, and that's how we used to vote. They used to vote to give the cops to whoever in a competition, have rounds. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end they say, right, everybody plays one, and then they say, I will say this song, and the people, the crowd will rear, rear, and if they rear up for that song, and the one with the biggest rear wins. Mad, 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 mad. That demand, that by popular demand, that's how it used to work. Beautiful though, because all the big sounds in one big town hall, you know, wall to wall, bass boxes and mitts and tops, herbs, was legal them time that you could smoke in buildings, you know what I'm saying? Mad, mad, yeah. very cool stuff. Energy, beautiful energy. Beautiful and, uh, energy. and then, I mean, and now you even have these newer sound systems and new selectors mm -hmm. like uh, Indica Dubs, Weeding Dubs, yeah. Iron yes. Dubs, um, yes. uh, Alpha and Omega. It, it, it's, yes. it's, it's really amazing stuff. And it is. They're, they're carrying on some great work, they, these guys. All of those that you just mentioned. Yeah. And Conscious Sounds. Them. Conscious Sounds, you were saying they're working too. He's a, he's a daddy for enough of them, you understand? Enough Vibronics. I mean, I love yes, all that Steve, stuff. Steve, and don't forget Russ, Disciple. Okay. You know? Okay. Three, you just mentioned um, Dougie, uh -huh. Steve Vibronics, and Russ, Disciple. All kind of, especially Dougie and Russ, they started the thing together in the 90s. Okay. Early 90s. Yeah, producing and taking their stuff to Shaka 
and see Shaka would play, and if Shaka played it, <laughs> stamp of approval. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah, and that's the, those guys. So they were there in, it, in you know, from the earliest when it wasn't so popular mm-hmm. until they made it popular. Do you know what I'm saying? And right, they, right. Yeah, and get their dues as they should do. You know what I mean? For sure, for sure. And then yeah. you got like OBF and Charlotte 58. Yeah, and big up. See, he's another, he's also, uh, you would, um, Roberto Sanchez. Uh, Roberto, yeah, yeah, yeah. Panchita Every Records. Doggy, these guys are proteges of Dougie, you know. They, I remember when they first went round the board, Nico, um, sorry, Rico from OBF. Yeah, yeah. And um, and Roberto Sanchez, you can ask them. They learned their skills and traits from Doggy Conscious, man. Very they good. Had to go say, yeah, Doggy, while Doggy was there doing his thing and growing, they'd come and check him and ask them how, how it got Doggy. And Doggy, sit down, took time and... Doggy Conscious. Doggy Conscious, boss them you there. Okay. Doggy Conscious. Yeah, my brethren, Mr. Douglas Wardrop, to those that don't know. Okay. Yeah, Google him as well, God. that is a general in there. He's been there 30, 35 years, 40 years. He used to sell records. Okay. And be white guys that was in a, in a, in a dance. You, you'd only spot a few, like, um, you know, um, Doggy was one, and um, he actually took it to the levels. You understand what I'm saying? Mad. Um, very awesome very awesome well hey man yeah. a, a crazy crazy world of dub and, and it's a beautiful world yeah. of dub and I, I like i like i like um i like it a lot and i think we're going to see a lot more of it and um, in the state. Uh, we need more in the states yeah yeah we're gonna we're gonna make a push over on this side i've been playing some of the some stuff here uh, from all those yeah. people that we just talked about, Vibronics and uh, sure that stuff, sure. Iron Dubs and yeah, yeah man, the one with Rank and Joe, Iron Dubs and Rank and Joe Police is like perfect timing, perfect lyrics for right now. It's really so so what's happening now? And as I said, um, Iron Dubs statement as a virgin of mine, I've watched the song for him on his first album. On Iron Dubs' first album, you see a track there called "Don't Bad Mind." Mm-hmm. That's that. Yeah, that's one. That's my as well. Wicked, wicked, wicked. <laughs> so yeah, obviously you've been there for the longest time, and you're just not some like haphazardly like reggae music. You love reggae music, and you've been in reggae music, and you went to King Tubby Studio, and you'd never give up on the message of the music or the sound or anything. So, big respect, King J. Thanks, thanks, Carlos. You don't know Mr. Culture. I saw the thing set. This is what we love. And this is what we'll always push, you know what I mean? And maintain. So, yes, sir. Yeah, always. man. Yes, sir. Well, we we'll look forward for the part two, okay, King J? Definitely, my brother. It's always a joy to listen. <laughs> the time always goes quick, as you don't know how it goes. Yeah, man. Here in England, we just passed the dozen. It's nearly um, coming up to half past 12. What time is it? Yeah, it must be about that for you guys. Yeah, we're, 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 it's 4.42 right now. Right, so it's coming up to one o'clock here in England in the night time. Mm-hmm. And but, uh, when I reason with Carlos, it's uh, sorry, listeners, but it always goes like this. <laughs> <laughs> we were on the phone for two hours a couple of weeks back <laughs> talking about music, <laughs> and that was like the second time in a row we did like two hour sessions. Anyway, we're not going to get into. <laughs> we'll keep we'll keep we'll keep this one down to a, a less than an hour. <clears throat> well. No
All right. Well, hey, thank you so much, and then we'll do a part two. All right, King Jay, and everybody just go ahead and Google Donovan King Jay. You, you bet, be pleasantly surprised with what you get. All right. Indeed, not be disappointed. Stay good, my brother, and stay safe and well. And um, we'll reason soon. No problem. Yeah, man. Jello, my brother. Jello, Carlos Coach. Yeah, yes, man. sir.